What's up, everybody? You're listening to the 10 After 7 podcast, episode 16, with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. And we're once again joined by Devin Rawl. He had so much fun. He asked to come back on. I said, the hell with it. Here we go. What's up, D? What's up, Cody? Am I your uh, first reoccurring guest? Yeah, you're definitely a reoccurring guest, which is uh, unfortunate in my opinion, but we'll deal with it. I was going to say the only one I thought, has Dylan been on here twice? Nah, Dale's been on once. Wow, you literally have a one of his kidneys in your body. Uh, well, he know that. Well, technically, then he's been on every podcast. I guess. I guess. Technically, he's been on six, fifteen now. Well, sixteen now. All but right, anyways, first, good to be back. First, let me uh, let me crack the beer. Oh, you're cracking a brewski. What broom? Sierra Nevada, always. On a Sierra Nevada kick recently. Their packaging is unreal. I really like the new packaging. It kind of looks like old school. Um, the 1980 edition. That's why. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm going standard. My favorite. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of shit today. We're going to start with a little bit of sports news. I know not a lot's going on, but some encouraging news. We'll start with this. I want to get your opinion because I have a strong one. The NFL has put out a bunch of rules that they're possibly proposing. They didn't vote on it today. But one that irks me is the elimination of the onside kick, which they would then turn into a fourth and 15 for the, te- for the team from the 25-yard line instead of doing the onside kicks, which we're so used to doing. So what you're, you're upset about this? You don't want them to change it? No, and here's my problem. So instead of the onside kick, they're going to have a fourth and 15 from the 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. Those odds right there already – you're twice as likely to convert on a fourth and 15 than you were from a regular onside kick. Yeah. But do you even have the percentages? How many onside kicks even work now? I mean, I know you, I know you can't have one, uh, too many guys on one side. You can't go and tell the balls, all that shit. Exactly. I feel like it's not like it's college football where you see crazy stuff go down. Like, they're professionals and also because you like you just said all the rules they've changed of where you can't just blow up the guy you have to kind of give him a chance to catch the ball and whatever it's like they needed to change this up though i know like onside kick is just it's like it's changing a major thing in something that we've known our whole lives but like i just think it's obsolete now like the way that they're changing with the brain injury stuff and like just how unlikely it is to get it it's like why would you even waste your time onside kicking I just think you're giving the team that obviously put themselves in a position to be down by two touchdowns and need this opportunity. You're giving them an advantage. Fourth and 15 after the defense just got scored on, they're going to be tired going out there again. How many opportunities are going to give to the offense? And especially one that hasn't got it done all game, but they're like, oh, well, here's the fourth and 15 here. Go ahead. No, I mean, I totally like as a player, obviously you would hate this because especially if you feel like you've been kicking someone's ass the whole game and then they get a couple lucky, you know, fourth and 15s and right back in the game. But at the end of the day, though, like as a fan, like the NFL's for entertainment. I want to see close games. I want to see teams having a chance to come back when normally like you would just turn the game off because it's over. But I feel like this makes it that the game will kind of never have you be ever over. have you ever have you ever turned a game off when an onside kick's about to occur no but I, but i also ask you this if you ever saw a fourth and 15 attempt to get the ball back you would turn that off that's more way more, that that's that, way that's, more that's, exciting that's, than an onside kick cuz i feel like it's more likely they're going to get it 
Okay, but here, this is my other problem with it. Fourth and 15, you're only adding five yards on the, the regular 10 yards you need for a first down. Push it back a little bit. If, it's, if you're twice as likely to convert on this than getting an onside kick, I'm sorry. You need to make it as hard as an onside kick. So bring it back 10 more yards. That defeats the purpose, though. Their whole point is, well, I guess their main point is probably safety. But besides that, their main thing is, like, no one gets onside the kicks. The safety's so stupid. No, you already have their main point already. And that's excitement. They don't well, care about safety. Okay, they literally well, could care less. Okay, well, there you go. They want they want to make the game more exciting and give the team a chance to get the ball back. So it's like, if From, you what are you going to make them do a fourth and 30 that they're going it, to – it'll be even less than the onside No, pick. but fourth and 15, with the defense already tired, you're putting that team with the lead at a disadvantage. Put it at least to a fourth and 20. But then here's another flaw in it. You're leaving it up to the refs to possibly make a call that could decide the game. Pass interference. They just throw it up downfield. Yeah, that's actually a point. But at the end of the day, I mean, that, that happens all the time. You could say the same. I think you could say at least about a Hail Mary. Four, fourth, fourth and 20. Make them go two first downs. I don't know, man. I like the fourth and 15. Have they just, you said they haven't decided, right, officially? They, have, they haven't voted on it yet. Mahomes is stoked about it. All the quarterbacks are actually stoked about well, it. And every, offense, every offensive player is going to be for it, and every defensive player is going to hate it. Yeah, I just I, – I would, I would want it to be more than fourth and 15. I know it's like – it's super hard. I'm talking like – I was going to say, these are NFL players. You know how hard it is to get a fourth and 15? It, uh, very hard. I mean, it's even harder than that. Yeah, exactly, dude. Speaking of video games, you found NCAA in your Xbox 360. Yeah, I actually, I have been so bored. Um, obviously, you know, I used to love NCAA and video games, and I grew up and no longer play video games anymore, but um, no shade thrown to anyone who does, but... Yeah, I have gotten so bored in quarantine. I dug up an Xbox 360 and found the last NCAA. I I have told myself I'm going to go in my garage, which is a pig pen, to find my Xbox 360. Just haven't done it. I can live vicariously through you. You should probably get a Twitch account. I'll watch. I know. I've been seeing, you know, people like Barcel have made it pretty popular, the whole Twitch thing. I used to think it was so nerdy, but I honestly kind of feel like the time we're in now and obviously me just taking the OC job at my alma mater, San Jose, uh, alma mater, San Jose States, obviously very going to be very electric for sure. Yeah. I don't know if an Addy's coming anytime soon. Speaking of college football, I'm watching on ESPN currently, you know, who's probably the most stoked about this quarantine? Uh, Claret. <laughs> no, actually, no. It's Ken Dorsey, man. Wow. The, amount of, the, amount, the amount of Miami games I've seen during this quarantine is absurd. And Ken Dorsey, great college quarterback. I don't know anything about his NFL career, but he's getting a ton of play. No, I, it's so funny because I literally just had this on. And I don't know about you, but I mean, I guess I was at 2003. So I was 11 years old. So this is kind of when I like really remember like big games. And I totally remember this Fiesta Bowl. And the craziest thing is, I don't know how you feel about this too. And I think he just died. So RIP, or at least in the last couple of years, but Keith Jackson's voice is college football for me. It's, it's unbelievable. Like hearing his voice again, I was like, damn, this literally brings me back to when I would like cry when USC would lose football. Games. Yeah, that's it. That literally the 2006 Rose Bowl. Oh, Nelly was his famous saying. And that's, that was his last call. Actually 2006, the Rose Bowl was his last call. That's insane. Damn, it's been that yeah. long. Yeah, and uh, in this game, 
you think about just Miami. I mean, Sean Taylor just had a pick, but you know who I didn't know in college, but he's been ripping it up in this game is Andre Johnson. Oh, he was a legend. Uh, dude, that's, that's what's so crazy about Miami is they were literally so stacked with NFL talent that like their third receiver was probably a baller in the NFL. So out of the 43 starters at this game, how many you, do you think went on to be future NFL picks? And like just on Miami or on Ohio? No, 40, 43 starters that started in this national championship. How many went on to the NFL? Uh, probably like something crazy. Like, like is the, it would be crazy yeah, to me if half yeah, of them yeah. did. Like what, like 24 or 25 of them? No, 37. Which That's is insane. insane. That is insane. There, there's no way that that'll ever be broken again. No, I don't think so. Maybe there's been a couple Bama teams in the past couple of years, but I don't know. Uh, more NFL news. I need your opinion on this because he's my guy. I have the bet with John Serta. One of two quarterbacks that I have will win a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott's that guy. Where do you stand on Dak Prescott? Dak. Um, I think he's like a serviceable NFL quarterback, but I also feel like first – wait, so he said the ridiculous was reported they offered him wasn't true right didn't he deny that he will i well yeah that that last report was that they offered him five years 33 million annually and he declined well that's insane because i feel like that's way above what he's worth honestly i feel like he's very serviceable but you can't tell me that that guy hasn't literally been given everything since he was in the nfl to succeed Everyone talks about being a QB. First things first, you have to have a great offensive line. They, Since he's been in the NFL, they've arguably had a top five offensive line every year. And then you say you have to have a great run game, arguably one of the best running backs and best run game since he's been there. And he hasn't won a playoff game, has he? Uh, yeah, he's won. I think he's one in two, five touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of like I just find – But it- here's the thing. I also believe that a coach can bring the best out of you. And Jason Garrett, we know he's been mediocre. And you think Mike McCarthy think is going to be the answer? I think Mike McCarthy is electric for quarterbacks. I, we, I know who Aaron Rodgers is, and Mike McCarthy has been in the game for a while. I mean, he was offense coordinator on the Niners. He's been through it. I think he could get the best out of Dak. I mean, I would agree with you that I definitely think he was going to be a better coach than Jason Garrett, just because I feel like Jason Garrett's like a wet blanket. I feel like what did he really bring to the table? Um, And it clearly squandered some pretty good teams because they didn't make any serious runs. But, dude, I just feel like in the NFL, like to get paid that kind of money and to be considered an elite quarterback, dude, you have to win playoff games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll ask you this, though. I'll just go down the list. Who would you rather have, him or Jared Goff? God, this is a tough one because, in all honesty, I loved Goff out of college. I thought he was going to be a complete stud. And then, obviously, first couple of years didn't go very well, or at least a year, and then uh, completely turned it around. The problem I have with Goff, I think he's a really, really good quarterback. But it just in today's game, dude, you, I, you need a quarterback that's somewhat mobile. And I don't mean like yeah, yeah, improvise. I don't yeah, exactly improvise. I don't mean run the read option or be like uh, Jackson in on the Ravens. But like, I need a quarterback that like, if you're under pressure, you're going to be able to make like a guy miss and make a play. And I just don't think Goff can do that. So you you take you take Goff over? No, honestly, if if we're talking, so 
I don't I don't think of uh, Dak as like an elite quarterback or someone that I'd give a ton of money to. But if I were given the choice between the two, I would take Dak. Okay, and uh, now Jimmy Garoppolo or Dak? I've been the I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I've been the person all along that thought that Jimmy Garoppolo is not that good of a quarterback. He's. Uh, yeah, I'll take Dak over Jimmy too. First of all, I think he Jimmy was the reason they lost that Super Bowl. And second off, the guy can't throw a deep ball. How are you an NFL quarterback that can't throw a deep ball? Yeah, and if he if he literally converts that deep ball to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, they win. Yeah, no, I really do think that he was like you can say what you want about you know certain players. Obviously, it's a team sport, but like when it boils down to is he didn't make the plays when they needed him. So okay, Josh Allen. Speaking of deep balls that aren't converted. see Josh Allen, I'm like super intrigued with because I actually really like him, like hearing him in interviews and stuff. But football wise, I just don't see it because I, I think he's a good athlete. But like you see in last year's playoffs, first of all, I know he has like what they call like crazy arm talent, but I just don't think he's like a smart football player. I think he yeah, and apparently there's a stat out there that he has like the worst percentage of 20 plus yard throws. No, exactly. And then granted, you have to say the bit. I couldn't even tell you who a Bills receiver was last year. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But like he has Stephon Diggs this year. If he doesn't like he better ball out this year. So, yeah, Dak I would still John. take Dak over him as well. Okay, so basically there's a there's a date on this. If he doesn't get the deal done by July 15th, I believe, he's going to take the Kirk Cousins route where he just gets tagged 100 different times and ultimately hits the open market. I think the Cowboys, if they don't pay him this year, I think it's kind of smart. See how he does with McCarthy. You add another weapon in CeeDee Lamb. I know they off, uh, lost a big part of their offensive line, and one of them retired. I forgot his name. Uh, poor offensive lineman. I can never get their name still. But uh, just if they, if they waited out this year and McCarthy strikes gold there and they win a Super Bowl, they can maybe say, all right, Dak, we'll pay you or just see you later. We got what we wanted. Last appearance on the podcast. No, I was going to I was going to say it's going to become our tradition that I at least lose service once to the podcast. And you texted me saying whoever edits it, make sure to just link up the audio. Yeah. I'm, like I have someone who edits these podcasts. Dude, you don't you don't have interns. No, I'm the intern. <laughs> well what okay just jumping right back into what you were saying though let's be real if if Dak doesn't succeed this year with these kind of weapons dude move on yeah exactly I don't know obviously I don't think they're gonna plummet where they're gonna have a good draft pick but there's some quarterbacks next year that they could take a look at there's always a quarterback available maybe Cam Newton which actually I still cannot believe that that guy has not been picked up. That's insane to me. Clearly it's just because I've heard it's just because obviously the COVID stuff, no one can actually run him through a physical, but like, do you believe, first of all, do you believe that? Yeah, I a hundred percent. You really think they're, they won't just send them to one person and say, Hey, go see cam. Get but I think what I've heard, I mean, granted I might be ignorant on this, but what I've heard is the team doctors like the actual people who are hired by the team aren't able to do it. So you'd have to like hire a third party. And dude, you're these organizations, especially the money that they're going to be spending. Like that's a huge decision. You're not going to want to trust some third party guy. Like they can't sneak their team doctor. Yeah. I mean, I was going to, I was going to say, I feel like just the general public's over, over the pandemic. So I would imagine these teams who have billions of dollars 
would be able to do a little undercover thing, but I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't understand why he isn't being picked up because I was never the biggest cam guy, but I recently saw like looked at his stats and you look around the league and I think he should easily be a starter. How can he not be someone's backup? I already went over this with you though. It's all in his personality. All the, all the questions are going to go to him. Cam, how you feeling? Cam, do you think you should be starting? He's just too much of a circus. It's the same thing with Tebow. The same reason, but maybe not the main reason, why Kaepernick couldn't get a job as a backup. You don't want that big of a personality for all the questions. And once your starter messes up, the fans are going to start to get irritated and they're going to start calling for Cam Newton's name. I see what you're saying, but also, like, you would feel like I mean, you look at every NFL season and just injuries happen, and you're telling me. No, that's, you when, he'll get, that's when he'll get you, picked up. But it's like, dude, why would you not want to just – it's like an insurance policy. And, like, yeah, you're going to hear outside noise. But to me, the outside noise would be worth it opposed to having some no-name backup want to throw in. But then when you're forced to throw them in, you're losing every game. Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, just, how, we, I, that, that's that's just good, how I feel. It's a good point because we actually saw what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles. That no-name happened to be Nick Foles, and he was good enough to win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the that contradicts it, of course, but there's a million other examples of when the starter goes out and the backup comes in and it's like Teddy Bridgewater wins games. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay, no, I'm, so I'm, just... I'm, I'm making your point. For OK. You. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Teddy Bridgewater, they signed. And but the, the difference there is if you have a top five QB in the league, no matter who the backup is, there's going to be no noise. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why the Jaguars can't sign camp. They're tanking, obviously. There's just a lot of variables that go into it. Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I honestly think there's a lot of teams that that should sign him, and I think it's crazy that they don't. Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the QB situations because the backups switch like every year. But I mean, if you're a top ten quarterback, why would you not want Cam Newton as your backup? I, I just don't understand. I mean, the last game, I know he was injured, but the last game he played on that Thursday night was just, I've never seen so many ducks being thrown. Yeah, but you have to attribute that to him being injured because he also – You were the one that had a tweet about him like three years ago saying if we need someone to overthrow Kim Jun, just freaking give him Cam Newton. (laughs) I mean, I was watching that game and it was ridiculous. He couldn't – he literally couldn't hit an open receiver. Yeah, he was – and he was really effed up. I say go the Canadian football route, CFL. You said no, and I said, dude, look look at the guys that have done it. And Doug Flutie's like obviously the anomaly who went over there and won every single award and every gray cup there was to win. But when I sent you his Wikipedia and those stats laid out in front of your face, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, but also Doug Flutie didn't win an MVP in the NFL, dude. There's no way. No, but he he won a playoff game in the NFL. And No, but that's like, I don't know how else to explain that. But he's still along the same lines. Like he won a Heisman. Cam Newton could have... Even okay. Better stats in in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, he he could ball out, but it would be it would be on the likes of like a quarterback winning a Heisman as like a junior, or maybe we'll put it this way: like a quarterback winning the Heisman as a sophomore and then losing his job as a junior and then deciding to transfer to a D three for a senior year. <laughs> like you would never do that. That was that was terrible. Don't. That, <laughs> I mean, you literally have me on lockdown because that was good, but still. I mean, he would literally have a Heisman, which Flutie has. 
And I think Flutie has a Super Bowl ring. I, he didn't win it on his own, but he, I think he has one with the Patriots, maybe. I don't know. But he has three great cups, and whatever they call the MVP over there, he has those. Cam could just stack Dude, up the resume. Yeah. Do you even know what a great the great cup looks like? Uh, me and Dylan bet on it two years ago, and we turned on the game, and it was negative 30 degrees. You couldn't even see anything because the fog was out, the snow was falling. It was incredible. Oh, great. So, yeah, Cam wants to play in a in a – gray cup where you can't even see him no well i'm just saying if he doesn't get a call from anyone no injuries happen in training camp what else is he going to do go play quarterback in the cfl i think it'd be a phenomenal story i would watch a cfl game anyways moving on baseball man i don't know if it's going to come back the owners keep throwing news out there about how much the players are going to get paid and the players are receiving it and they're saying no we're not playing at all if you guys cut 56 percent of our contracts and it's just getting ugly. And over the years, this is what baseball does. The owners just leak information. The players bite into it. And a whole dispute is going on during this pandemic about owners versus players. Us, the fans, are obviously going to – I mean, they shouldn't agree with the owners. But a lot of people are saying, oh, these guys make millions. They need to just shut up and play. I want your opinion. I think baseball's handling it so piss poor. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm hearing, from what's going on in baseball, it's going to, like, be implications of down the road what will happen with the NFL. Just it's going to be this big power struggle. Obviously, as a sports fan, you're going to be like, dude, I just want to watch sports, so I want to play, and you're going to side with the owners. But honestly, if you look at the breakdown, you would have to side with the players. Like, why would you agree to take less money from billion from billion these guys are these guys are billionaires and i'm not even one to say I, I mean obviously an argument can be like i'm also risking going out and getting covid and, and all that stuff i'm not even bringing that into the equation i'm just saying why would the players sacrifice a contract that you agreed on so that contract is signed and you agreed on it. Why would you not to mention give- and not to mention in March, these two sides met and agreed on prorated salaries. And the owners are saying, yeah, but we said we'd come back to the table in good faith. And the good faith is, oh, billionaires, greedy as fuck, want to go back on their word. That's the good faith on their part. And players are like, yo, fuck you. And like, I agree with them. Fuck you. Like, I agree with, I feel like a lot of players are on the side of like, we want to get back to normalcy. Obviously, all these guys want to get back to play. But am I going to take a pay cut? Like, just because this is going on? Why would these billionaires? And also, I've heard there's a little dispute about like, they don't want to turn over like, how much they've been yeah, making. They don't, want to, they don't want to open the books. They never will. Which, which right there says they're being sketchy. Because yeah. it's like if, the, if, if you were an owner and we're saying, hey, guys, we're really hurting right now. And like this is – look at our expenses and this is how much we're hurting. But it's like by not keeping that open dialogue, I feel like they're being sketchy. It's 100%. And Forbes – let me look this. I took a picture of it earlier because I was like, are you kidding me? No, no. honestly, owner? I've always been fuck the owners. So well, always. That's how everyone should be. But, you know, fans of these teams and fans of these players are like, no, shut up and play. We want baseball back on our TVs. All right. So in April, Forbes reported the average value of each team was nearly four times what it was a decade ago. 
with everyone but the Miami Marlins worth more than one billion fucking dollars. Take the loss, owners, god damn it, and let mm-hmm. these players get their salaries and play out what we think is going to be a great season, no matter how many games, because you know what? If it gets as ugly as it is, and baseball's the only sport not on television, while basketball's going through playoffs, hockey's going through their playoffs, we're going to set ourselves 10 years back because of these old greedy fucks. No, totally. And I just feel like uh, it's just so it's there's obviously, you know, two big sides of this. I just can't see the owner side, dude. Sorry. I'm sorry. Tay, you got, I can't either. Like, and you know what? We're in a pandemic and these guys are going to risk going out there. You know, Mike Trout, the salary cut you're asking him to make is from $36 million to $7 million. His wife's that's pregnant. In, that's in His wife is pregnant with a baby that's due in August. You think Mike Trout really wants to fucking come back for the $7 million? Yeah, $7 million. I don't care. His wife's pregnant. He should be playing for the amount of money he's worth, which is every goddamn penny because he's the best player in baseball. 100% fuck owners. And also the, the, another point that got brought to my attention recently that I didn't because whatever how I feel about the pandemic, but – also, you don't know these players' personal lives. Like, you don't know who in their families or who they live with has underlying conditions that make them more susceptible. And it's like, how are you going to tell these people to take a pay cut when they're risking – personally, I don't know how at risk all the players are at, you know, really dying. But, like, you know, maybe they're going home and putting it on someone else. I just think it's, it's, it's absurd that you're going to ask them to take a pay cut. Yeah, so the latest update is – Players Association is going to send back to the owners uh, a deal that doesn't include money. They're not going to change their stance on wanting their prorated salaries. They're just going to say, hey, instead of 82 games, let's play 110 games. If that's what you want, let's play 110. We don't care. We want to play, but not if the owners are winning this one. So, yeah, we got that off our chest. I'm happy about that. According to basketball right now, they're still not talking NHL came out. I was stoked on that news about setting their Stanley Cup playoff. I think NBA in the next couple of weeks is going to have a plan in place. I think you're on the same side as Pat Beverly. He came out today and said, which I've been on the side of Adam Silver not really saying anything because he's kind of gauge what's going on. There's so many aspects of what needs to happen before you could step on the court. And Pat Beverly came out today and was against it saying, basically, don't string us along. Like, I'm not going back to our uh, practice facility if I know exactly what's happening. No, totally. And that's why I like refuse to even have like, obviously, I know shows need topics and people need conversation and without sports, like we need things to argue about. So there's all these reports about like different scenarios for the NBA. But honestly, I'm so sick of even talking about it. Because it's like every day, it's a conflicting report. One day comes out, they say, wherever, you know, the top eight teams in each uh, conference, where it ended, they're going to the playoffs. Then a report will come out and say, no, we're going to play the rest of the season. Then a report will come out and say, oh, we're going to do play-in games. Dude, just, I, I don't want to hear a single damn thing until the NBA comes out and says, this is what we're going to do. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, yeah, and I, I, I thought that was smart by Adam Silver the whole time. He doesn't know what's going on. And he doesn't want to put anything out there for us to eat up and kind of break it all down this way. Let's just make up our own ideas. I, the ringer today, Kevin O'Connor, who writes on the NBA, actually proposed the NBA going a World Cup route where they have group stages through the first round, which I think would be kind of cool. And maybe I think your king snuck in there. 
<laughs> I'm just so just upset about this whole thing because the Kings were finally in like, it's been what, almost 20 years were peaking at the end of the season, no matter what you say. I know I'm a little biased, but they, I think, won seven of their last 10 games. And now I honestly am at the point at first I was like, dude, we need to get the season back and start in like, I don't care what they have to do to get the season going. Now I'm almost, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm geared more towards this season's kind of a wash and it's kind of an asterisk anyway. No, no matter what happens. Yes, yes, yes. So whatever they decide, I really don't care. I, I almost feel like this is like you're telling me. You're telling me. Okay, if it, if this season is a wash and the NBA said, if the NBA just came out and went that there, there's no way they're going to do it. But if they said, okay, we're going to go to an NCAA tournament type format, put the teams out there, see who wins it. If the Sacramento Kings won the pandemic NCAA version of an NBA playoffs you would put an asterisk towards it as not an NBA champion. Uh, This is what I will say. I would literally be drunk until 2021 if that happened. One. And I would literally eat up every last second of the games. But at the end of the day, what is every single one of you guys going to say? Oh, this isn't a real championship, right? Would you not? Would not every single one of you Laker fans say that? I, uh, I, we know how delusional Laker fans can be. I'm not no. one of those people. I think it would be effing awesome if they went the NCAA tournament. I mean, it, it would it would literally be the most – if they did an NCAA tournament thing, I think it would be the most electric thing ever. But I also do – would as like – I know if the Kings won, I would be like – I know all of the Laker fans and all the other people around the league would say like, this just shows it was like a joke of a way to end the season. But I also feel like even if like, okay, the Lakers would be like what the two seed. If they win, I'm going to be like, yeah, cool. You guys won the championship with quotation marks around it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not the fan of the team that won, you could say that if you're the team that, or if you're the fan of the team that won, you're going to rub it in people's faces. I'm sorry. I, I will say this though. I've thought about this with baseball. At first, I was like, dude, seriously, just cancel the season if it's not going to be 162 games. And then I said, all right, if it's less than 100, then I'm like, cancel it. Because I've never seen a Dodger World Championship in my life. So I was like, I want it to be the purest thing on earth. Exactly. And how would you feel if, so say, they do a shortened season and the Dodgers finally get over the hump and win it this year? How would you feel, honestly? Um... I mean, everyone's at the same advantage. So it's like the Dodgers didn't have an advantage over anyone. Like you all start on the same platform, however many games it is. And there's arguments that it could be tougher in baseball if you're playing double headers every day. I don't care if it's seven inning games. Like it's not the grind of a 162 game season. I'm going to celebrate it like it. But yeah, I, I do get your point there. It will be something there and it will irk me when fans come up and be like yeah but you guys won the pandemic season yeah it, they're gonna say oh you won in 2020 so yeah but yeah. i will say i agree with i will say less baseball games than i am for <laughs> that's that's absolutely rude <laughs> uh wait i want to tell people i'm about to put a uh it's not dip it's a zin in my mouth i've never had that what is it it's just it's uh it's nicotine pouches so no tobacco and you uh, gets you a little buzz. Uh, I mean, not even you just you could swallow it so you don't spit and it's white. It's oh, not dirty so brown. 
it's like uh what were those that snoops yeah those, like, those camel... suck. i shit on my brother for using those for years i'm like that doesn't even give you like get you lightheaded but it's something in my mouth it's much healthier than dip so relax people okay uh, <laughs> um all right i got one question i just want i know you haven't or you watched the challenge correct this week I didn't watch the oh newest episode, God, dude. dude. Okay, so this is the problem, and maybe we need to you need to call me like a, on Fridays. But I always watch with Eric, and the problem is we don't have we have YouTube TV where you don't get MTV, so we have to wait a day, and then he wa- we project it on his computer, and sometimes Eric's down to watch it Thursday nights, and other nights when he's like like tonight when he's sitting in his freaking boxers shouting at the at call of duty for five hours he wants to watch it on friday so i'm not up to date unfortunately uh well here's another question i watched one episode i just want to get like i'm gonna explain the show to you and then you could shit on it however you want because i don't really have an opinion yet i watched 40 minutes of the first episode outer bay no i did not i'm not going down that road i did watch (laughs) i did watch 10 minutes of that show and I think it's the worst show on television because <laughs> because they're just running around chasing one another. Dude, it's like a game there of is <laughs> there is so much running. And dude, I, I don't I... get how you don't get sick. My sister in law Kaylee was watching it over there. I'm like, they just ran away from this group. Now they're running away from another one, and the camera angle's shaking here. Like, how do you not get sick? No, my, my biggest takeaways are a that. The, ki- the kids are literally always running from someone every episode for half the episode. And two, why the hell do they call that kid John B when none of the other kids' names are John? That's a, that's like, a good point. Like, who calls someone John B? You call John B because there's another John in the group. But anyways, that's my two yeah, things. Right. What I were you saying? Just, Sorry. I always thought that sucked growing up when you're in an elementary school class. Yeah, were you Cody S? Well, that's what's weird. So up until like I went to Walteria in the fourth grade, never one uh and all the way up through third grade, no one ever was named Cody. But once I came to the South Bay, it was like Cody this, Cody that. So I don't I don't think I was maybe yeah, I don't I don't think it was just- honestly topic Cody is a top three white name. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean I can't think do, of do you know any black Cody's uh, or Mexican Cody's or Asian Cody's? No. Do I? Uh, do I? There's no Devin. Name. Devin's like a top three black name. So, well, I know. I actually, I know. The funny thing is, when I went to San Jose my freshman year, obviously my roommate Christian only knew me by my name because, like, we're emailing back and forth, and he fully expected me to be black when I got there. Yeah, that or you're a chick. That's it. <laughs> there are a lot of hot Devin chicks. Right, let's not get into this. Let's not get into this. Okay, so this show, this new show on Bravo, I I had four taped. I was like, what is this? Let me give it a try. So it's called Camp Getaway. Oh, you want to know what's funny? Side note, they, uh, they, I have no idea anything about this show, so I'll let you get into this, but they hit me up to be on this show. No. I said to be a counselor, right? Are they not camp counselors? Yeah, so it's an adult camp called camp getaway i think it's in shit he said something i think they mentioned it once i don't know where east coast somewhere but yeah so there, there's these grown-ups that go to this camp this guy's there for his 40th birthday weekend it's kent kent connecticut is where it kent, is. connecticut yeah there's lots of green it's a beautiful place so they have these grown-up camp counselors and it's on bravo so i was like okay i'll watch this like obviously there's going to be people hooking up but 
it's in a camp environment, which I didn't grow up going to camp. I didn't know if you did. I've never been to camp in my life. I actually kind of always wanted to, though. Same. I agree. What was that camp that kids grew up? Uh, I oh, hate it. I know exactly I which des- one you're I despise about. those people. Uh, camp Widow. Oh, my God. Those people would come back with their stories. And in the back of my head, I was like, damn, this sounds so fun. Well, I always thought of camp as like you go and during the summer and there's like lots of cute girls from different schools yeah. that you get to like meet. And I always felt kind of left out. Yeah. So this show is a grown up camp and it features the camp counselors. There's about six of them, half girls, half guys. And they set up these events. This guy's there for his 40th birthday. One day he wanted a luau. The next day he wanted a kickball tournament with his friends. <laughs> uh, the other day, I think... Uh, they have a dance party up until like 1 a.m. So, Dude, I'm so intrigued. So it is like an adult camp. Think about that. Like I've been thinking maybe we get our bunch of our friends together and go to one of these camps where the counselors like try to control us, which would be insane. They, there was, there's no way they could control our group. But I'm, I'm into it. There's, I mean, the group, there's not – I watch these shows because if there's cute girls, there's a, like maybe one cute girl. So I don't know if I'm going to stay interested in the show, but I thought the idea of camp for adults is a pretty good one. It's kind of interesting. I'm actually looking at, I know nothing about this, but I'm looking at like the, the image of their cover, like their poster art or whatever. I think I know the cute girl you're talking about. Honestly though, it's kind of, so we, so they're adults and these are the camp counselors and they come up with like all the stuff they do. Do you live in like, in no, they don't cabins and stuff? It. So like this guy that's there for his 40th birthday, he wanted a luau. He wanted to have his kickball, uh, dance party, uh, country cowboy night. So night. it's like, it's like below deck, but the woods then, right? Yeah. Except it, these counselors don't do shit. <laughs> Like they, <laughs> they set up the parties and stuff, but they also like drink the entire time. I feel like, dude, uh, you know, what I was just thinking also though, what, what is up with your new obsession with Bravo? Uh, my mom it's, got me into it. She got me into summer house and Southern charm is my other favorite. Oh yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. So can't get away. Just, uh, I don't know if I'm sticking with it, but it is, it is interesting. These people don't, I might, I might give it a try. It definitely sounds kind of interesting. It's just, I was under the impression this thing, when they hit me up about it, I was under the impression it was a Bravo show where you were a camp counselor for like middle schoolers. Not no, but that wouldn't be fun because you can't drink. Like the first night and the first episode, this guy, he's apparently the hunk of the show because you have to have a hunk. And he was like at 10 p.m., the dance party was going on and the bar was open. He was drinking, like talking to some of the girls that were there. And a lot of different groups seem like they're there for the weekend. It's not just this guy's 40th birthday group of friends. Like a bunch of people are there. And this guy that worked there was like, yo, I'm out. I'm going to go back to my room. And then all the counselors are like, where's Alex? Where'd he go? And he's in his room sleeping. So I don't know. Dude, it's, it's, you can never trust an Alex, dude. That's very true too. But <laughs> put down camp getaway for the boys. I'll put it. I'll put it on my uh, watch list once I finish. No, 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 uh, no, no, out no of... camp for the boys. Us going oh, you actually want to do? Yeah, this? I would totally do it for next year, my 29th birthday, instead of having a quarantine birthday. Dude, I just cannot wait to get out of quarantine. Exactly. Man. So here we go. Next point. Right now, right, we are going to have a post-quarantine draft, which means we're going to each draft activities that we are going to do after quarantine. They could be specific. They could be something simple. But we're going to draft 
snake version. You go first, and then I'll go. I'll pick two. Then you'll pick two. It'll go that way. All righty. So my first thing that I want to do, honestly, I literally want to just be able to pregame. I honestly like that. I honestly, I love a pregame and a pregame always means that like, you know, you're usually with a crew, uh, a close group of people, you know, or just getting to know you're drinking. And it always means like, Hey, we're going to drink and and have a good time. And then we're going to go do something fun. Yeah. But right now there's no pregame. You're pre you're never pregaming for something. Or you're just pregaming for seven hours straight. Exactly. That, and see, that's not pregaming. You're just drinking at home. Yeah. That's not a pregame. I like that one. Okay, I'll go next. My first pick, I'll just knock it out. Dodger game. People were expecting that. Second, since I got two picks, I'm going to go Vegas pool party. Damn, of, that was my next my, that was my next. One, one of the best things on earth. That's like everything combined. Pre-game, partying after at the bars. And this is the coolest thing about Vegas pool parties. When you walk into a Vegas pool party, you absolutely know that odds are you're not the drunkest dude there. Oh, a hundred, a hundred percent. And also that feeling you get when you walk into a Vegas pool party is unmatched. And dude, oh God, it's just making me miss it so much. Vegas pool party. Honestly, I don't even like going to Vegas when it isn't summer anymore. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And if you get a nice spot right on the water with a table, possibly we did that one time. Unreal. Cause if you're like me, oh. You don't want to be in the water the whole time. And who knows the stuff that's in there? I mean, I don't want to know, but I'll just post up on that chair and just sit. And the drinks are coming to you. Drinks are coming to you and girls are coming to you no matter what you look like because they see they see your table in the water. Think about it. I'm at a pool party at a table, bottle of sky in hand. That's that's Got where it. I peak. I literally have a snapshot of that in my memory for my 21st. Yeah, unreal. And I'm the guy that does that occasional cannonball. So, And you, yeah, you piss off a few people by cannonballing and completely submerging the probably $30 drinks they bought in that water that you're just talking about. But yeah, besides that, it was a good time. All right, your turn. You got two. Okay. You, yeah, you get two. Yeah, 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 I get two. So you said, interesting, you had Dodger game. Even more so than going to a sporting event, which I'm looking forward to, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to is going to a bar and just watching sports with buddies. So, and I mean, like sitting at a bar, you're getting a couple apps, like, you know, finger food, whatever. I mean, you're throwing back craft beers and like, I would even put up with, and you know, this is my biggest pet peeve is when you're sitting at a bar especially like a sports bar and you're next to someone who doesn't know shit about sports and they're like trying to talk your ear off. Like they know. And it's just like, dude, I don't even want to talk to this guy right now. Yeah. I would even put up with that guy to be able to just sit with my, the boys, watch games, watch, have know, a bet on the game, bet fantasy, all that. So I think I'm even looking forward towards the first time that we're all able to just go to the bar to watch sports, even over going to a sporting event. All right. And the next thing I would look for, okay, the, this is kind of like cliche and I kind of feel like this is like, I'm like a girl on Instagram, but dude, I can't just wait to be able to travel and plan my next trip because I don't know about you. And I know we don't travel all that much, but 
And it's almost, I mean, the trips, like just putting this into perspective, even the trip uh, for music's bachelor party to Scottsdale was obviously amazing and is such a fun weekend, but even the lead up to a trip where you're in the group text with everyone, you're talking, you're planning everything, that feeling you get the night before you're like, Oh, I only got to work or, you know, one more night's sleep before we get to bounce. Just that whole, like planning a trip and going on a trip. I cannot wait. For and that. then the day of the trip, if you have to take a plane, you're like, yes, I'm going to drink so many beers on this plane. You literally get to have airport beers. You're like, you have, you know, just the whole, the whole, everything that comes with traveling. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. You can even probably pack weeks in advance. Totally. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with this one. I thought you were going to take this one because I don't go to many, but I know you do. And that's going to a concert. Uh, I, I can't wait 100% for that. concert. Concert beers are up there. They're ranked very high on the gotta have a beer list. Uh, just there dancing. Even if you don't even know the song, you're swaying back and forth. You might be next to some random person who's dancing that knows the song and makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But you're like, all right, this person's vibing. They don't care. So dancing at a concert, beer in hand. Yes, please. Next one. Uh, I love the concert. Uh, yeah, I would even put up with like, the concert right now, I would even be so down for those concerts where you're crowded with way too many people and you kind of feel claustrophobic. Like, I can't even wait for that. I would even go to one that has mosh pits, and I despise mosh pits. Dude, you in a mosh pit right now is probably riskier than you getting corona. I don't, I don't even care. Mosh pit, concert, <laughs> I, would, I would take that risk. My next one, I kind of juggled with this one, but I think because it's along the same lines as pregame. But a tailgate before a football game is right there. Oh, you're just playing cornhole. You get there like five hours prior to the game. It's not even the tipping point. You're just drinking, drinking, flip cup, beer pong. And by the time you get into the game, you're so wasted. And I mean, there's been games where I'm so wasted, I don't even, I can't even comprehend the game at that point. But the tailgate is what's in it. And tailgate's another place where everyone's friendly. Everyone. Totally. totally. And I almost feel like sometimes, especially like if you're tailgating for a game that you're like, maybe don't have a, like a dog in the fight or you don't, you're not a fan of either. Um, the tailgate drinking games sometimes are more fun than the game. Yeah. Cause you're doing it with random people and it could be people from the other side. Like if it was an SC game and you're tailgating with Texas people you got definitely hot chicks that you never seen before. Hot chicks, the friendly banter, the shit talking. And sometimes I even love when like you're like me, me and you have these situations all the time where I'm talking shit to someone, but they have no idea I am. And you do. Those are some of my favorite situations. And this is my favorite part of the tailgate because I'm totally this guy. Tailgate starts to wrap up. You wrap up the tables and I'm in the back of the truck. And then the group that you just met, you're like, hey, man, let me get your number. We'll meet up for a beer during the game. And you never meet up with them ever. You're you're also the only person I know that like you get more guys numbers than anyone I know. It's it's sad. We'll we'll be in Vegas raging, and you'll end up befriending ten dudes at the club. I don't know how that happened last time. I don't know. I think it was my birthday where I met some kid. I'll never forget him. Little white dude. He was hanging out with a bunch of guys that looked like they were in the NBA. His name was JJ, and he was buying me shots. <laughs> left and right and i was like like what's the deal here is he gonna is he gonna drug me and he couldn't think <laughs> cooler. we started to spit game at some girls and he was all for it and 
And the funniest thing is, is I'm always like, dude, why have you, were you with that guy the whole time? And, and your always rebuttal is like, dude, like for instance, JJ, he was so chill. I'll, I'll like, say, I'll say he was so chill. He was a, he was a freaking Dodger fan. Oh, or yeah, you had some connection like, oh, dude, he he knew about UCLA <laughs> in 2010. Dude, yeah, always some weird connect sports connection for That's sure. All right, you go too. I don't know how many numbers we're going. I think I'm at, well, I think, you're at three. We'll go to seven. Yeah, we'll go to seven. I think uh, this is like a Mount Rushmore. This, this one's going to be so unrelatable, but I was just thinking about this this morning. And you're going to be like, you're an idiot. Dude, I can't wait to go to the dentist. Because I think I might have a cavity. That's an absurd. Like that wouldn't even dude. sniff any list that I'm ever making. Dude, dude. So I don't know how often you go to the dentist. Clearly, like, clearly not enough. <laughs> I just yeah. put that out there. Clearly not. Dude, enough. I at least get my teeth cleaned twice a year, and I like try to stay like pre- like you know brush my teeth and floss. But every time I eat now, there's something in the back of my tooth that I've never felt like, but it is miserable, and I really just want to go to the dentist to figure out if I have a cavity or not. Yeah, well, you say this five minutes after I throw a dip in. Thanks. Sorry, dude. I also it, would you did you know today was a I usually don't celebrate these things. Today was like National Burger Day or whatever. Yeah, I saw that every so, day has something. Now that's one that I could get behind though. Yeah, so obviously burgers are like one of my favorite things. So you know what? I have some like chicken burgers in there. They're like from uh, Trader Joe's. They're pretty. It, they're good. They're delicious. They're supposed to be better for you. So I threw some of those on the grill. But I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but we had some in there to kind of switch it up. Dude, tater tots are not better than French fries. No, not at all. Like people who try to say that because we had some tater tots and like they're okay, but I would never pick those over French fries. No, never, ever. I mean, my Sorry, sister-in-law, Kaylee, a little off topic. my sister-in-law, Kaylee loves them, but you can't even get tater tots like anywhere. Which is a, a sign right there that they're not. Yeah, not the only good. place you get them is Sonic, which is garbage. Yeah, because if they were that good, every place would have them. And also, another side note. There, yeah, there, there's this, wait, there's craft tater top places, and you know why there's craft tater top places? Because you could throw lobster on top of them and say, "Here you go." They're yeah, and of course they're gonna taste bomb. But like, can you just eat them plain? No, when I was a kid though, and I was a ketchup guy. That's what I. That's what I would dig into. Now, what are you mustard? Uh, yeah, I don't touch ketchup. Can't remember the last time I touched ketchup, but must. Okay, okay, Bucky Bitten. I know. I don't know why his reasoning's stupid. Mine is just it's. I'm actually. I have a hot take, and I don't know if he even listens to all these, but my hot take is that that whole like I'm scared of ketchup thing is a complete act. It has to be an act because when you ask no, it's, him why it's do you hate ketchup, he said, "Dude, just think about waking up in the middle of the night with ketchup." All which doesn't sound honestly waking up in the middle of the night with anything all over me would suck yeah so a get the get that thing out of here and i really think it was just like some random thing he said one day and now he's just like stuck with it yeah and i guess in healthier days now it's a good thing to be behind it but still the reasoning was so just absurd well i'm calling i'm calling bs on that but yeah i think that's all i really got because you stole I had actually Vegas on my list as well as concerts, but I just felt like, and I was going to say gym, but that's just douchey. And honestly, I don't really care about the gym anymore. I do want to go to the gym because I love saunas. I'm missing the sauna. Last one I'll say is fantasy football draft. I know you shit on it because we talk about it so much, but having a fantasy football draft with the boys, grilling, beers being tossed, pranks being played, 
it's just all there. I honestly just can't wait just to be with all the homies again, drinking. Yeah, basically bullshit. that's what this list was. What do we want to do with the homies? Except I would never go with the homie to the dentist, ever. <laughs> I would hope not. But, dude, I seriously think I might have a cavity. Speaking of tater tots, uh, just like old school um, treats that you used to like. I don't know if you got into them, but I fucked with fish sticks. Dude, the funniest thing is I feel like you don't even eat fish. I eat fish. I love I love fish. Oh, and you're going to say you like salmon. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and what other fish do you eat? Uh, halibut. Oh, halibut has, like, no taste. Halibut's good. Interesting. You like fish sticks? I feel like if I'm going to have fish sticks, I'd much rather just have chicken tenders. Well, yeah, if I had to choose. But when you're growing up and all you got is fish sticks, you're going to eat them. And those but the thing is, why Why did you only have fish sticks? I don't know. You got to make ends meet. We had fish sticks, and I ate them. They're dude. probably easier, They're probably easier though, to throw. Oh, dude, they, you put them both in the oven. I'm talking about when I was, no like, fish. six years old, this is what I ate. You never had fish sticks growing up? I mean, I did, but I always like kind of thought they were garbage. No, you like you liked them? Did did you have marinara sauce or something? No, I doused them in ketchup. See, so that's a chicken tender. <laughs> no, it's not a chicken tender. It has fish in it, dude. There. If anything, it's honestly, just a, it's fish and chips. All your but, a but all, all your arguments for this is like such bullshit make ends meet chicken tenders and fish sticks are literally probably the same price you make them the exact same way you put them in the microwave it's just fish instead of chicken and it can't be that much healthier for you because you're it's deep fried batter well dude i had them when i was six years old that was dude, what we had and that just shows your diet though you're the type of guy who would eat a fish stick and say oh i ate healthy today i had fish that's definitely not what i did that's just what we had and i fucking ate them <laughs> fuck fish sticks i actually would say fuck fish sticks and fuck owners of the mlb teams yeah that's basically what we got out of this podcast uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what did you what did you eat that was so upper class no, I'm, I'm not saying we're upper class, but I was never like super picky. There were definitely things that I liked exactly. like. Exactly. So when my parents laid out a plate of fish sticks, I wasn't like, get these out of my face. I don't want them. They're a knockoff of chicken tenders. I ate them. Okay. Uh, good for I'm glad you like ate what your parents offered you. But like you're telling me if you told anyone that like, hey, here's what I'm serving and they bit into it and it was a fish stick instead of a fish or uh, instead of a chicken tender, they would be pissed off. There's no, there is no one that would be like, oh, wow, this is dank. It's a fish stick. People order fish and chips all the time. No, it Brits do, dude. No one orders fish and chips in the U.S. You're, name you're a place, there's, name there's, a place that has, name a place that has fish and chips. There's a place like 15 minutes from my house that literally is called fish and chips. Oh, you let li you live in London? No, but if, there, if some places are known for fish and chips, that's what you're going to order. Dude, if you're known for fish and chips, get the fuck out of the U.S. You've never had a good fish and chip. That's what it comes to. No, I've never ordered fish and chips in my entire life. All right. Well, next time. We and also, out. and that's another thing. Well, quickly, just we can end on fish and chips. But, dude, they're not even fucking chips. It's, isn't it fish and fries? No. If you're classy, you put potato chips on there. But the, but the dude, classy kind of potato chips. Not this is as long as I. This is as long as I can talk to you anymore, dude. We're talking about fucking fish sticks. Well, that's what happens on this podcast, dude. We go different directions and we come to a conclusion. And the conclusion here is fuck owners. And I would, yeah, no, I would say we conclude this podcast that owners are like fucking fish sticks. Fuck them.
Iron, I like that idea behind that. I haven't had a fish stick in probably 15 years, but <laughs> might throw some on the uh, oven tonight. In the oven, not on the oven. I don't cook clearly. All right, D-Roll, oh, thanks for coming on. Uh, once again, I have to edit this shit. I don't have an editor. You need to get a better connection. Go watch the challenge. It's a pretty good one. Depressing because one of the good-looking chicks leaves. That's always a bummer. But again, another good time with you. Can't wait. There you have it. Another podcast with Devin Raw on the books. Thank you all for listening. I want to shout out my dog, Oliver John. I lost him a couple days ago. He's my first pup ever. The greatest pup ever. You guys could follow me on Twitter at 10 after 7 or on the Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm out. Woo! Go Dodgers. Thank you.